it's the Herald and Modcast. It is. It is, and uh, it is a special episode dedicated to M. Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan. Yeah, we're going to review his latest film called Split, starring James McAvoy, and also talk about a streaming, now streaming uh, film of his called The Visit. Mm-hmm. And also just uh, his films in general. Yeah, I mean, they've sort of, HBO's been inundated with all his films, I think, to promote this new movie. So there's a bunch of movies I never bothered to see throughout the years because they all kind of got bad reviews. Right. That I've now sort of half sat through because <laughs> they're just for free on HBO. Yep. <laughs> So, and now I get why I never bothered to see him. <laughs> like the happening with Mark Wahlberg? Yeah, the crappening. <laughs> crappening. And uh, Lady in the Water? Yeah. The Village? Yeah. Although, I, I gotta say, and we'll talk about this more as we get into his films after we talk about mm. Split, uh, he, some of, there's a lot of interesting elements in the things that he does. Yep. Uh and I found out recently that he actually makes a ton of money, which is why he basically does whatever he wants. He has like such low overhead. Yeah. His it's films crazy. make a shitload of money. Uh, yeah. Somehow he can manage to make movies, blockbuster movies for $5 million, $10 million. I know. You know? Well, then, that was the visit and that was, an, uh, you know. But although Split had a $10 million budget, and it's already grossed $81 million and it just opened. Yeah, and I'm sure James McAvoy has back-end points, too. Yeah, I would hope so, because that film is entirely resting on his performance, which, I gotta say, is pretty amazing. Yeah, we saw Split a couple days ago. Uh, I was sort of on the fence about seeing it, and then we're like, well, we gotta review something, you know. Because just his movies, when they're bad, you kind of walk out like, fuck that movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so, yeah. I do know. Yeah. So, you know, so I was like, nah, I guess we'll see Split. We'll go a matinee, not pay full dollar <laughs> hey, for hey. the M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> experience. Uh, so James McAvoy plays a man with 23 distinct personalities and he kidnaps these three girls in the beginning of the film and each one of his personalities emerges and they don't know what's going on and there's uh, one of the girls um, played by Anya Taylor-Joy she plays Casey who's kind of the lead outcast girl who's Mm -hmm. been in a lot of stuff she was in she played Morgan in in the the film yeah Yeah. and she was in The Witch and uh, she'll be in a lot she's quite good in this She's film pretty good yeah also uh in the film is betty buckley who plays his therapist who's phenomenal and uh you know i know you didn't know because she's even before your time uh betty buckley was the origin uh was in the original cast of broadway cats she's a tony award-winning actress and she was also on a tv show in the 70s called uh eight is enough it's like, okay, even before your time, yeah, yeah. it is enough. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> even my time, that's yeah. funny. Even yeah, I don't know any of that. <laughs> but I don't she, she and she's in a couple of his other films too. But right. she's uh, she's awesome, really awesome in this film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it is. I mean, basically, you're in this guy's psyche, and he's playing all these different characters. Well, I guess he said in an interview, like there are 23, but he actually only plays like eight eight of them like we only yeah. see eight of them which is still a lot it's a lot and yeah. uh, i mean he has a shaved head and his outfits change throughout with right. different characters 
and uh, he goes and sees his therapist, and basically one of the characters has sort of taken over. But one had been the leader. Right. And then this other one... Is now posing uh, as... Posing, but she's yeah. smarter than that, and she figures that out. Right, and so... Dennis she, is the one who's taken over from this from Brad, and Dennis and, and Patricia, who's a female character, are kind of in cahoots. And they're kind of evil. They yeah. want to release what is called the Beast, yeah. which is this 24th character... Or personality, personality yeah. that is, I guess, animal, lethal. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. I kind of ironically find out later that he's underneath a zoo. Yeah, without spoiling too much, it's sort of like he lives, it's kind of like an old maintenance cellar freaking like it's not a house and you don't know where it is but you know it's yeah. underground and there's all these rooms and it's dark it reminds me a lot of like kiss the girls where the yes you know. yeah and there's also a lot of influence i found in his performance of uh, red dragon yeah he finds with the body morphing and <clears throat> the whole like relationship with his mother which turns him into this like psychopath and right so there's a lot of that in like the teeth and there's a lot of i feel like he probably watched that movie a couple times right watching ray fine's performance because there's a lot of parallels. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I didn't even think of that, but that's a very good point. I mean, his performance was uh, really incredible. And, I mean, you got to hand it to him because you could, we talked about this, you could go, it could go so over the top. You know how Gary Oldman sometimes goes over the yeah, top man. Like in the professional? And, even good actors go over the top, man. But and but uh, uh, this goes right to the line of not and it's just subtle enough but just crazy enough and he does yeah. it's amazing i was really into this film yeah i was sort of in and out of it really uh yeah a little i mean at the end of the day it's a good movie i'm glad i saw it and i left i think because we were in there and no one was in the theater yeah, it was just us so i was kind of distracted because like when there's no one in there i don't know like i don't have to, that same sort of like involuntary focus on the film that i would when other people are in there and you well, sort of like good and bad like because i should we should say too you know we get we can go to press screenings of this stuff but we tend to like to go to films where there's an audience because mm -hmm. you get more feedback you get more feedback and you get more of just sort of like the movie going experience it's not like a screening with a bunch of jerks that are you know all critics and stuff right it's just fans you know, people yeah. that want to see a movie. But there was literally no one in I there. Know, it was so. the two of us. <laughs> I know. So I was a little distracted. Uh, there's a lot of dialogue in this movie, which is not a bad thing. It's pretty well it's written. Well -written. Yeah, it's well-written. Uh, and Shyamalan well -written. writes it and directs it, um, which he does with most of his films. Um, yeah, he does. And, uh, the you know, there are three girls. They're all um, ones you've seen in different... Haley Lou Richardson, who was in most recently in Edge of Seventeen, she plays the best friend. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, the other girl who uh, is the other one who's kidnapped is also in a lot of things right now. She's um, in like a Nickelodeon series. And yeah, they're like, like so teen they're, they're well-known teen girls. Um, yeah. But the, the standout one is Anya Taylor-Joy, who plays Casey. Yeah. And she, but she's different. That's the thing. He was intending to kidnap the two girls. And she happened to be there, because yeah. Because her ride didn't come. Right. And so we find out that actually plays a big part in it because um, the two girls he did kidnap, he sort of like case profiled them mm -hmm. for, you know, this Dennis character, which is sort of like the evil calculating one. Right. He has had sort of profiled them for a long time as being sort of the... the uh, 
the non-suffering. Spoiled, innocent. Not, but not spoiled. Right. They they have been um, sheltered. Yeah. From the world, and this other girl is now like this wild card who he doesn't know, but right. he sort of takes. That's why there was that moment in the car where he's sort of looking at her. And she's looking at him, and she doesn't leave, and then she goes to leave, and then he mace or uh, chloroforms yeah. her, you know, because like it was not in his plan. And he's super OCD, that character, you know. Yeah, and you don't a hundred percent know what's going on with her because they do it sort of in flashbacks, which is really interesting the way they do it. Yeah. You, something's different about her. You know this because she's kind of an outcast, and then when they're in the room locked up together, mm-hmm. she has a different. choices of how to handle it the two girls are panicking they were frantically just we got to attack him when he comes in and she's saying no i saw him lift you up he'll he'll kill us he could not yeah he could take all three of us a punch from him would be would knock us out and then the one girl gets taken out of the room and he's and she whispers to him pee on yourself yeah because she notices that he has ocd right so you know something's gone down with this girl that the others haven't experienced yeah like she's more hip to stuff you know she has a little bit more life experience yeah which is pretty cool and you figure out and you find out how and and her dad was a hunter well it's awful it becomes awful Awful. You you find out that it is awful. Yeah, but it, uh, it's also sort of you get where she gets this sort of knowledge base from, which yep. is the good side, which was her dad, who's a hunter, and he would take her out as a little girl hunting with him and her uncle. Her uncle put the pieces together, folks. Yeah, and so yeah, it does sort of lead up to some weird uncle stuff, and that's what yeah. makes her sort of uh, the unsheltered. And also the one who can survive, the one who's able to knows how to survive better than others. Yeah, you know? knows how to use a weapon, knows how right. to use a shotgun, you know, which also comes in handy. Yeah. Uh, and so basically with Dennis, the character taking over, he, the James McAvoy's character gets worse and worse as the movie goes on. Yeah. And more uh, separate, separated from the other sort of like good characters in his head the good personalities like the there's a little kid who's sort of good and bad good and bad kid. well he's manipulated hedwig, hedwig. Named harry potter's owl i guess maybe well, maybe. maybe yeah he's a little kid yeah i mean they don't make reference to it in the no. film but they yeah the hedwig has like a little boy's bedroom yeah and stuff and she thinks that she and she tries to manipulate hedwig because she understands that he's a little boy right and she she gets there a couple times like she's yeah. definitely more calculating than the other two girls who are just like we'll just kill him we'll like we'll just attack him yeah I took karate when i was a kid you know yeah oh right yeah. she said there's a funny line when she says you're you're karate lessons at the mall are not gonna do shit no, here. it's useless yeah, yeah but she but she's hip to him with the personalities right away too yep. she figures that out she's very clever and she's intuitive and she's seen some things in her life so she gets it but yeah, it's good characters uh development you know how she is different from the other two girls and, and the y- sub story with her mm-hmm. and you see it like the other two girls are so busy on fucking snapchat that when he comes in the car like they don't even notice that it's not her dad right it's like some strange man yeah you know and it's just sort of a statement about i think you know young people young girls today yeah you wouldn't i mean her dad's in the back putting things in the trunk right and he walks up on him and, yeah. like maces him or you know we don't even out. know but we know yeah and then all of a sudden, someone else is in the car, and they don't even notice. They don't even notice yeah. until it's like way too late. Yeah, that's terrifying. But it's so there's a lot of sad elements, which you know his films are sad. They have all yeah. of his films. Nobody fully gets out of this in unscathed. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's always every one of his films. There's sadness in. 
you know, kind of a, a deep, a death or a sadness or a something, you know? Something. Oh, yeah. And it's never... Um Fully, uh, it never fully comes back around where you're right. like, yeah, and everyone got their due justice. And yeah, our lead, our main character suffered, but then he's better for it by the end of it. And I mean, I guess it sort of happens, but yeah, no, never like a hundred percent. Well, they're, they're much more intricate, I think, and I think that's what elevates his filmmaking yeah when it's, it's good uneven. yeah when it's when it's good, it's it is good, yeah. You know? And this is a good movie, and um, by the end of it. We do see the beast, and it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool reveal. Yeah. The beast comes out, and it's definitely very beastly. Yes. As beastly as, like, a human being. Kind of reminded me of Altered States, the movie with oh, yeah. William Hurt. Yep, yep. Where he sort of becomes this beast, and he's running through the city, jumping on cars. Yeah, and like that's right. The ability of animals and stuff yeah. like he inherits from, I think that's like a, a science experiment. Yes, it is. Yeah. God, but, I remember that. That was a long time ago. That movie's wow. cool, I man. I about that movie in a long time. I know, right? I didn't even know you know no, That movie's no. cool, man. Yeah. But uh, in this movie, they try to create some sort of, uh, you know, universal mythos thing or scientific thing about mm-hmm. uh, personalities can alter your genetic makeup. The the therapist argues that, and I guess she's arguing with some criticism because because she's lecturing on, over Skype to a university in right. London or something. And these are her findings. And she's talking about how one patient, one uh, personality had diabetes where the others don't. Yeah. You know? And I, I honestly don't know any of the science behind this, so I don't know if that's actually true. No, I think that's just made up for the movie. But it I might think. be. There might be some... I, I, I doubt that there's like physical... Like yeah. diabetes, not diabetes. I mean, there might be sort of like one. One has a OCD and one's not right. Or, or no, I think there could be some physical things. Like one has some limp. pains because the mind body connection has been proven many yeah, times over. That's true, but I mean, in this, they really take it to that like next. Yeah, that I'd next. actually be curious to to find out more about that. But she's arguing that, and her colleagues are kind of saying, "No, that's a little bit crazy." There's a little wackadoo science, right? Like wackadoo doctoring kind of thing. But, but she she handles him extremely well. Well, she she knows him so well. Yeah. Like when they're watching the uh, surveillance footage. Yeah. And she sees that he what he did was a tell. Yeah. Like when he walks through the garbage because Dennis is OCD, so he wouldn't have he would have avoided the garbage. But he knows he's on film, so he chose chooses to walk right through so, it. Right, right, right. So she's like, Nah, that's not he would. That's not. She said any normal person would have walked around spilt garbage. Right. But uh, he was trying to fool me. Yeah. And so she's hip to him and his. You know, she's probably seen him for years. And right. Knows all the different characters. Well, she does. She has case files on all the different characters. Yeah. All the different personalities, and. Uh, yeah, but the cool thing about that whole genetic altering thing is that they really take it to the next level and, and make it true for the right. universe, the M. Night Shyamalan. We find out it is an expanded universe. We yeah. won't tell you how. Yes, there's a there's almost like a, it's Marvel, like a Marvel ending. Yeah. It is a Marvel ending, yeah. but in the M. Night Shyamalan universe, Yeah, which is cool. I was like, that was worth the price of admission because I'm a big fan of the other movie yeah. that they sort of harken back to by the end with just the littlest scene right right at the end little button and i was pretty i was like oh yeah so we just watched the like growth and development of a super villain essentially that's what he is yeah and now we have our superhero yeah if you watch his films you'll know what that means yeah i was pretty impressed by that i'm like oh that's perfect and now we can make another movie yeah we can see these characters again because james vacavoy needless to say does not meet his end at the end of this film 
yeah, it's a very cool reveal at the end, and it's worth sticking around for. And oh, the yeah. film's worth seeing, absolutely. It is worth seeing. I was definitely on the fence with the promotions, even yeah. watching people talk about it. I think it's just M. Night Shyamalan's track record spotty. Yeah. So I'm like, is this going to be a good Shyamalan movie or a shitty one? Right. And this one was pretty good. It what, was good. What would you give it? Like a 75. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I. That's fair. I think that's fair. It's solid 75, and uh, I, I definitely think... It's worth going to see. It's suspenseful. It's scary. It's it. A lot of emotions go through it. It gets gory in parts it, too. Yes, it it's does. Pretty surprisingly gory. Yeah. Like, whoa. Okay. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's not for the faint of heart in some spots. It's some disturbing. spots. Disturbing. It can be. It got a little disturbing actually. Yeah, it got a little like. Yeah. Freaking Hannibal. Yeah. Parts, you know. But uh, it's worth it. So we also wanted to talk about. A film that is of his that is now streaming called The Visit. Yeah, which is one we didn't go see in theaters. It came out last year. I, didn't, yeah. I forgot it came out. Or no, it's 2015. 2015. And again, it was sort of built similar to the way they did this, kind of just like a straight up horror film. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they build that way as well. But it's very... You know, it's got Shyamalan elements to it. You know, don't fully know what's going on. And then there's twists. And it's these uh, kids whose mother hasn't spoken to her grand- her parents for 15 years. Mm-hmm. And they reach out to them. They find them on the Internet. And they want them to go for a visit. So they do. And shortly after they get there, the grandparents start acting really weird. Yeah, really strange. Strange behaviors. Yeah. Like they, well, we should say the mother's not with them. It's just the two grandchildren, right? And so they're by themselves. They're staying in this house, and at first they're really excited. And they're also it's also documentary style, which I don't think needed to be a part of. the No, movie. and that bothered me a little bit. You know, I, it, that sort of documentary look. Yeah, I was like, like well, we're filming we a movie the whole thing? in yeah. the movie, and they luckily they didn't do. It wasn't that only that one perspective. Like it did. It was shot. You know, from like the third wall or whatever, right. and then it would go back and forth to the documentary, like handy cam footage. Right. So it wasn't just handy footage the whole time, which would have been very annoying. Would have been annoying and done. It's been done. Yep. And it was. It's they didn't like it the first time. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so it was cool that they were able to go back and forth, or that they did choose to go back and forth instead yeah. of being like, "This is our documentary. <laughs> you guys can watch it for two hours." This film has relatively unknown actors in it. Uh, all the leads, except with the exception of the mother, who's a smaller part, played by Catherine Hahn, a uh, well-known comedic character actor. Um, you've seen her in Step Brothers. You've seen her in... Yeah, she's been in stuff. A million things. You'd recognize her face. Yeah. Um, she... Uh, the the others because the budget was like five million and it grossed ninety two million and he put up the money that's the other thing wow. so he he did he pulled like a Mel Gibson and made like cash money eighty million dollars hmm. or whatever you know what I mean on a movie that yeah had no budget and it's just his name too his yeah. name still carries some weight like if it's a creepy looking movie and it says M Night Shyamalan presents people will go see it yeah well it's creepy looking I mean they the the grandmother we find she starts doing really weird things like mm-hmm. chasing them underneath 
the house. They're playing chase underneath the crawl space in mm-hmm. like the house, and then all of a sudden she's there, and she looks like the ring. She's got her hair yeah, over, over her face. Yeah, over her face, and she's crawling on her arms and legs. Yep. And, yeah, it's definitely disturbing. Well, then she walks out, and they see that she's like naked underneath her like apron or something, Skirt, and, and you can like, see her butt. Yeah, and, she shows old lady nudity. Yeah, there's old lady daring. nudity in it. Yeah. Like, he shows her naked body a couple mm-hmm. times. And she has night things at night she gets up and starts scratching on the it's like sleepwalking but more fucking disturbing yeah so she's like sleepwalking but she's scratching and she's crawling right and she's puking and yeah, yeah oh that's right there's a great scene where the 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 granddaughter goes down to get like a cookie even though they told them not to come out of the room after a certain hour yeah and the and she's like puking like the exorcist well she's walking and she's not even conscious and yeah she sort of wretches like and yeah. just keeps walking it's scary and you see the camera shooting it from the, the top of the stairs so you just see her as she's just sort of passing by yeah which makes it more disturbing and the grandfather kind of explains it that she's just old and you're like wait a, the the son though who's like the, a little rapper which was ridiculous yeah that was weird it's a little white boy rapper and he can't rap well it's just like it's just like does the kid have to rap yeah <laughs> <laughs> to have this movie be like to work no, is that his character that bothered me well it's like they wonder you. if they asked him like what do you want to do with like your character <laughs> he's like what if i rapped and i could write the raps and i can do the raps <laughs> and maybe i'll be a real rapper like yeah. a real boy it, it was just sort of like unnecessary totally unnecessary it didn't really add anything and it wasn't that interesting no but he's hip to something's up here pretty yeah. quickly. Whereas the daughter is not, she's older. She's, she's not hip to it. I think she just really wants to believe she's also making this film mm-hmm. and, but slowly but surely things are starting to get weird. And then the grandfather, they, she, he's got like incontinence and there's a whole barn filled of like dirty diapers. Dirty diapers. It's really gross. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's really gross. There's things like that. And then people keep coming over and saying, hey, and you don't see the grandparents at the same time. time. They say, we haven't seen your, you know, they used to volunteer at the mental institution. Why aren't they here? Oh, they went for a walk. Yeah. They're like, okay, we'll see you later. So, yeah. So they had like a couple people show up from the uh, hospital that they volunteered at. Right. Oh, I'm so-and-so from Maple Valley or whatever. And like, oh, yeah. And so, they, you know, they had that a couple of times and they're just trying to piece it together. Right. And, and the sister's still the one that's like, no, we just got to like give them a chance. They're just old. And yeah, like, they're just old. They're like, yeah. no, this isn't old. At one point, the grandmother locks, has the the the, da- the uh, granddaughter go in fully into the oven and to clean it, to clean it. And you don't know what's going to happen. I remember that was something they did in the trailer a yeah. lot. And it makes you think it's like witches, like Hansel and Gretel shit. Yeah, it did feel like that. And there's, you know, he she does it to her a couple times, and then the second time she actually locks her in it for a minute. So there, there's all kinds of weird sort of twisted things mm-hmm. like that. And the the two actors who play um, the grandparents, Deanna du- Duncan and Peter McRobbie, both you've seen before, but they're definitely character actors, older character actors, are very good and very creepy they do a good job making you yeah creeped out yeah, yeah totally they definitely play it well they're they're both really good at the that role it'd be i don't know as a older female actress it'd be weird to be like and you're gonna have to show your naked body yeah <laughs> and everyone's gonna be grossed out yeah and think it's gross but yeah. you're an actor so you do your job yeah but well, yeah they were good 
Yeah, and it's definitely creepy. Um, I w- there's a big reveal at the end that you are surprised by. Oh, you sort of start yeah, to a think. Little. Yeah. But I think that the way they show it, you sort of finally get there and you're like, okay, maybe that's what's happening. But it is still surprising. I think there's suspense to it. Overall, the film felt really kind of one note and lacking, even though it did scare me at times and it was suspenseful. Yeah, it was just the one plot line. That's the thing that I sort of noticed was that like there's no subplot for the grandparents mm-hmm. or the kids. I mean, I guess the subplot was supposed to be this documentary thing, but it didn't really wasn't enough of a variant. No, from the actual like main storyline. Right. Yeah. It was just sort of like grandma and grandpa are crazy for two hours, and then we find out why. Yeah. Yeah. That's the film. That's the film. Like it's pretty short and sweet. Yeah. And it made a lot of money, but it's not like a great film. No, and I'm okay with simplistic plots. I mean, it sure oh, yeah. works for John Wick, you know, but yeah. it's this, it definitely I agree with you. It needed to have some sort of meteor subplot or just shorter, make it yeah. shorter or something. I don't know. Cause yeah, I was just sort of like, cause, cause eventually you just see where this is going. Yeah. If you've watched enough movies in your life, you're like, okay, this is what's going to happen. And then it did. Yeah. And even like the climax of it all mm-hmm. was pretty intense. Right. But it wasn't, you know, there's two people. Yeah. There's just two people. Right. So there's like two action scenes that are kind of disturbing, you know? I yeah. Know, like the payoff itself was not lacking, but it just wasn't like very grand. No. It's sort of like, yeah, that's, well, yeah. Okay. Well, okay. They, they did it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I would it just wh- ends with him rapping like that's I that's know. the conclusion is that like you know them they meet they find the mom and then the closing scene is him doing a stupid rap right it's like bad way to end the movie yeah that was sort of lowers the stock of the yeah movie. it did that's it did true. It, did. it did it's like why is there like this rap story thing it yeah. never came back into it like it's not like his rap saved the day or something yeah you know or like you got a record deal or something <laughs> <laughs> put out an album about his crazy his grandparents saved the day you know it never like played a part in the story yeah you know it was just sort of dumb well, what would you give it i don't know i guess seven really i wouldn't give it that big a no, no, no way. I'd give it like a six. All right. <laughs> All right. Cool. I, I, it's not a seven. It's not. I wouldn't doom it. I, I, I won't doom being, it. I thought it was being nice. I'd give it like a, a six and a half, six. Yeah. I'd fine, give it a seven. six. That's as good as this gets. Right. I mean, that's out, of, that's, that's out of 10. That's still pretty good, you know, and that's still like it's scary. It's worth a watch. I guess so. I'd say like. Yeah, six. I, I I didn't really care for it. I thought it was being nice. Oh, well, don't be nice. <laughs> yeah, don't be nice. <laughs> yeah, it was six and a half. It's worth seeing, you know. Once yeah. you see it, you've seen it. That's it. Right. All right. Well, so we also saw a lot of these other films. Uh, most uh, The Happening was the most ridiculous of the ones that we saw on yeah, HBO. Man. Yeah, that was uh, awful. With Mark Wahlberg and... Uh, uh, Zoe Deschanel, Zoe Deschanel that you know from what's her stupid show called the new, new girl, girl and also of course elf and literally the whole time I, I I kept saying screaming at the TV do you think you're in the movie elf right now because that's how she played it it was ridiculous it was she was so over the top and Wahlberg was literally he was so bad you were screaming at the TV yeah kind of a little bit that's extreme yeah no it was it was really weird Willy weird. Willy weird. Really strange direction. Like 
by M. Night Shyamalan? Did he just say, like, look, I want this to look really bad and, like, not real? Like, I don't want people to think they're really watching real people. <laughs> I want them to think that they're watching ridiculous characters yeah. or something. Yeah, because Mark Wahlberg is horrible. Might be the worst performance I've ever seen him do. Did you see... Uh the Transformers Age of Extinction because no. that's pretty bad too. <laughs> yeah, I bet that's horrible. But this was, I mean, he kept, what were you saying? He kept saying everything was a question. Well, all his dialogue was written in question form. The whole movie was like two hours of him asking questions yeah. <laughs> to all the other characters. Yeah. Like, what's going on? <laughs> Where are we going? <laughs> Sir, why did the train stop? <laughs> How do we get to Pennsylvania? <laughs> Is there anything to drink? I'm thirsty. <laughs> Excuse me, sir, can you give us a ride? <laughs> this isn't my daughter. It's my buddy's daughter. Where are we going? Why yeah. is everybody killing themselves? Hey, it might be the wind. It might be the plants. Is it the plants? Is it the plants? <laughs> you know, I love science. <laughs> That's, he's a science teacher. Yeah. That's another thing. So there's a happening, an event. It starts up in the very beginning and people just, the start. wind blows, and in a park in New York, people start killing themselves. Yeah, it's basically like this suicidal toxin thing. Or yeah. They don't, they, we never find out what it is. Yeah. So if you're waiting till the end of the movie to find out what it is, you just find out that Zoe Deschanel is pregnant. Yeah. And everything's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just horrific. In yeah, it. I think this is the movie that got her from ever doing movies again. Yeah. Because she's never really come back into screen theaters. That's like, true. She's sort of been sent out to pasture with well, New Girl. If uh, that this is an indication, I mean, I I literally was so distracted by how bad the performances were, I could barely get through anything else. Leguizamo's in it too, John Leguizamo. Yeah, he's in it. He's okay. He's fine. Yeah, you know, he's the buddy that sort of goes off to find the wife and leaves his kid with, with in Mark their Walbert. care. Who's this kid? <laughs> Why is she with us? Where's John Leguizamo? <laughs> But the story's set up in the beginning with Wahlberg as a science teacher. And that whole scene is like, you just don't believe he's a science Not teacher. at all. Not from the opening <laughs> fucking bell. You're like, nope, not happening. <laughs> like, where's Mark Ruffalo? I'd believe him as a science teacher. Yeah, man. It's so bad. And literally almost any other dramatic actor like then Joe Zoe Deschanel could have been in that role. She just, there was so, it's like always, you always watch it. Cause it's so silly. There are scenes where she's just got those like, eye, you know, those big eyes. She's got, yeah, she's doing that's these like little, her thing. Yeah. These little, look, someone's trying to call her and she's putting the phone down cause she doesn't want to answer it. And she makes these crazy faces and it's like, what movie do you think you're in? Yeah. The mugging she does. It's, it's all just like mugging cutesy faces Yeah, and no acting. It's like, uh, this isn't 500 days of summer. Yeah. It's like a M. I think, Night Shyamalan film. Like drama suspense movie. Yeah. Why are you being like, Oh, Oh, <laughs> like, you can't see what I'm doing, but I think you understand. I think, I think they get it. The ridiculousness of her performance. Like, yeah. Oh. I mean, and ironically, that movie still made a ton of money. They always do because yeah. they don't cost anything. Well, that one cost that more. That one cost more because of Wahlberg, I'm sure. I mean, but his body of work, we were kind of just going through his credits. It's quite interesting. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Um, it's very impressive. Um, got to hand it to him. All of, you know, obviously the Sixth Sense is, you know, the one that you think of 
Most immediately. People, yeah. um, I didn't know that he wrote Stuart Little. Yeah, that's odd. Yeah. Um, Unbreakable, which you love. Yeah, that's a great one. Um, Signs with Mel Gibson, which I think is the best yeah, that's of probably them the, all. The best one. That made a ton of money as well. The Village we also saw recently. I saw it. You had already seen it, I believe, right? No, I never really saw it. Oh, I've okay. only ever seen like the same few scenes. You know that happens with movies? Yes. Where you yes. always kind of end up seeing the same parts of a stupid movie. Yeah. And you're like, now I don't want to sit and watch the whole thing. <laughs> so I'll just have to keep waiting to see the parts I haven't seen, you know? That film was kind of interesting. There's a very big twist at the end, which you don't see coming. Although I, Bryce Dallas Howard for me mm. is uh, really awful and a total over actor. Yeah. And I couldn't get, I found it distracting to watch her. Yeah. She's definitely the lead. And they yep. made the lead character blind, which isn't that big a deal, but it's just, I guess, the actor playing it, it was very distracting. Yeah. Like, we have to watch you hobble around in the, you know, and like, just you're overacting, reaching for things yeah. for two hours. Yeah, it was bad. And then she also stars in Lady in the Water, which is kind of like a fairy tale set in, you know, the urban. I never watched that. And, uh... Uh, then the happening, the last Airbender, which is, I think you mentioned, was largely known as one of the worst films ever, and it was a huge um, loss, big box office bomb, cost yeah. 150 million, grossed 132. Yeah, man, especially like fans, because that's an existing franchise of, of diehards. Yeah, and Avatar: The Last Airbender. My sister loves the cartoon, and everyone who's a fan of that show or manga or whatever is just. Like, they wish the film was never even made. Go away. Go away. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. I've never saw it either. I don't know why it's so bad. The, uh, all, here's something interesting, too. He wrote and produced Devil. Remember that little film? Yeah, I like that That takes movie. place in the elevator? Yep. It's pretty cool. It's very cool. It's surprisingly cool. Uh, the guy who plays um, uh, El Diablo in Suicide Squad is in that. He's the cop oj hernandez yeah yeah he's good he's good um hernandez. and then he i guess he was also originally on board to do after earth that weird scientology project from will smith and his son uh yeah, will yeah. Smith and son i think he did he directed it they just took his that name was an, off of it listen to this 130 million budget 61 million gross yeah nobody wanted to see that yeah movie. and they promoted the hell out of it and I think it was a big eye-opener for, like, the Will Smith brand. Yeah. Because he's like, you can't just, like, bring your son into the fold. And everyone's going to be like, okay. Right, right. Like, sure. We'll just watch whatever he does. Uh, and then uh, the visit was after that in 2015. And then his most recent now is Split. Yeah. It's uh, quite the career. It's Yeah. I mean, he's got... And that's just kind of his directing writing credits. He also worked... Uh, he did episodes of Wayward Pines. He was an executive producer on that TV show. Wow. Which is sort of, uh, you know, in that elk of Twin Peaks kind of... Oh, was that the Fox one? Yep. Oh, I, I'd actually try to watch that if it ever was on Netflix. Cause I saw... I watched a couple. It was interesting. It looked kind of interesting. And uh, um, he's, you know, his body works quite impressive. I, I, his, the films are definitely uneven. Yeah. But there's something that he's tapped into that's interesting. And he's certainly found a way to make money. That's for sure. Yeah. He's got a good model. Yeah. He can make these, you know, blockbuster looking movies for 10 million bucks and then they make 80. 
like they don't make half a billion but i mean that's all profit uh, six cents did yeah but six cents made like 660 million yeah i mean like outside of that right i mean the formula that's that was the formula but it was like got its lightning in a bottle moment. right yeah it like, did. no one suspected that movie to become that movie was so fucking huge when I know. it came out it was like the Blair Witch. It was like, haven't you seen Sixth Sense? Yeah, it was. Like, you have to see Sixth Sense. The twist at the end. You yeah. won't believe it. You won't eat, see it coming. Everyone, the twist, the twist. Like you said, it got nominated for six Oscars. Yeah, including Best Picture. Yeah, it's insane. It's not that good of a movie. No, I've watched it again recently because they keep playing all his films on HBO. Right. And uh, it's not as good. I mean, I definitely like Signs better yeah, as a film. I mean, I think it was just a sort of uh, freak, uh, you know one of those like pop culture things where it just sort of catches yeah the well like you said lightning in a bottle yeah it was just sort of a freak thing where bruce willis was in it and the kid that fucking kid Haley olsmint oh yeah Haley joel joel osmet Haley joe armstrong who's now indebted to kevin smith apparently yeah that's funny (laughs) yeah yeah. Uh, so he's also doing a new TV. They're they're reincarnating Tales from the Crypt, and he's on board with that, which comes in 2017. That's cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But what network or is it Showtime or HBO uh, Stars? Maybe? It is. I. Uh, it's on TNT. TNT. Yep. So man. that means it will not be R rated. Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. Be, yeah. I think they had it originally. Maybe I don't know. But uh, yeah, still be interesting to see. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. Be good for actors, too. But they're probably going to cast, like, existing famous actors instead of, you know, no-name actors to yeah. do those films or do the mini stories, you know. They um, love to do that. Yeah, there's nobody listed uh, on board for cast yet. So uh, that's it for our episode of the Herald and Modcast. Split. Split and The Visit and M. Night Shyamalan. You can check out all of his films right now on HBO, on HBO Go. Yeah. And you can see Split in theaters now and The Visit is streaming currently on VOD. So thanks, folks. Yeah, Split. It was not a split decision. (laughs) We We, both liked it. We both liked it. All right, fat, fat. Alright, see you later, jerks. Toodles.